Okay, this is Pat Prince, editor of Goldmine Magazine. Welcome back for another episode of the Goldmine Podcast. And I want to bring on Dave Thompson, longtime writer for Goldmine, longtime contributor. And he wrote an article called Rolling Stone Songs, The Good, The Bad, and The Underrated. So I wanted to play off of that uh, with this podcast. Why? Because it's fun. <laughs> and uh, Dave put it best. Um, he said in his article, the best Stone songs, pretty much all of them, but, uh, and there aren't really any worse songs, but um, the bad would be the ones you'd probably, you know, skip over, your least favorite. Um, of course, everyone's going to probably have their own. Um, I certainly, as I'll explain to Dave, disagree with a few of his picks, but um we'll get on with it dave how you doing i'm i'm good thank you for inviting me back uh always man <laughs> you're a good guest uh, uh, you so say that now <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go over this is what we'll do we'll go over the the picks and i'll give you my thoughts i won't give you my picks but i'll give you maybe my oh no you have to give us your picks as well that makes it fair i'm not gonna i'm not gonna stand here oh. and get okay all okay okay we'll start with the good yeah you started off uh with a i i'm impressed with where the boys go uh, i love that song I, I never think of it as one of my favorite stone songs but i was like skimming through emotional rescue saying, yeah, this is one of my favorite Stones albums. What's my favorite song? I got to Where the Boys Go, and it just made me so happy and smiley and all those other things. Well, I think you said it best. You said this could be one of those songs off of <clears throat> Between the Buttons because it's a very rock and roll song. Um, but it is, but it's also, I mean, it's kind of goofy and a little, I don't think you're meant to take it too yeah. seriously. Yeah. Look, Chuck Berry-ish. Yeah. I mean, the joy of Emotional Rescue as a whole is if you don't take it seriously, it's a lot more fun than if you do and say, oh, it's the new Rolling Stones album. I better put on my serious hat, which people were <laughs> still doing at that time, you know, because we were only you know, 15 years away from satisfaction. So the Stones were still meant to be frighteningly relevant. Well, here's another in your fourth, which I never would have picked. Sitting on a fence. What's wrong with it? Well, what's why why pick it? Because it's a lovely little song. It's probably not finished, but it's a great arrangement, and it actually has a it has a really sweet tune. It's not something you necessarily associate with the Stones. Mm. Um, I mean, yes, they've done lots of very pretty tunes, but this one is also sweet. And then you listen to the lyrics. It's like, oh, my. Yeah, you never think of the Stones as sweet. No. And the lyrics are, I mean, the lyrics are quite vicious. But musically, I mean, it just works. And again, it's not one that I would necessarily have thought of if you hadn't asked me to. But, um, yeah, playing through from that period, it's like, God, I've forgotten how much I love this. Do you like the Flowers album? Yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've written about the Flowers album in Goldmine many years ago. 
mm. about how they should a uh, beggar's banquet should have been a uh, beggar's banquet silly me uh between the buttons should have been a double album well here's one i agree the next one is one i agree with you it would be on my good list too sister morphine oh if you agree i'm going to take it off <laughs> yeah. i have that <laughs> i know you like marianne faithful though so yes uh, I and love her version. um i mean i heard the stones version first because i did um heard hers and do actually prefer it but it's such a great song and when you think of all the songs that people have written about um narcotics I think this one nails it better than any other. I, I agree. Because there's there's no pretension there and there's no sort of oh anti-sleazy glorification. It's oh, just very no, matter of fact. There's no glorification. It's almost like a warning song, you know. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, I mean that line about why does the doctor have no face? It's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you've got a faceless doctor as well that's cool <laughs> this okay next one is a is a i think it's a favorite of many stones uh fans memory motel should be and it's an under off you know the underrated black and blue album that poor album gets kicked around a lot Not it's kind of like me. it's kind of like the presence of the in through the outdoor now that's emotional rescue <laughs> i've often been surprised that my, my three favorite stones albums as anyone who's read my stuff will know are black and blue emotional rescue and goat's head soup right in any order depending on what day it is and it does feel that those are three that do get overlooked in lists such as this i think that uh, <coughs> i was reading something i know how the stones on the recent tour had peep they have fans like pick songs i think it's online yeah consider them i think memory motel was like one that was picked often oh uh, good taken. yeah yeah i heard it on um right. on one of those sort of satellite radio channels mm. it turned up on there the, um when we were out a few days ago and it's like wow i don't think i've ever heard this on something that pretends to be the radio and and your number one let it bleed i agree with you on this one too oh no <laughs> i need, I, I need a new top. host <laughs> It just seems perfect that you don't even think of it as a honky tonk uh, sort of. It just, it's just you know those songs that you don't put it in any in any genre in your yeah. head. Like the song because you like it. There's really yeah, and again, <laughs> great lyrics. I think some of their best lyrics are in there, and it just fits with that the whole image they had, like very late sixties into the early seventies. It kind of nails that image. They could have used it on the soundtrack to performance and it would have fit. I like it because if you put a best country blues best, it <clears throat> it um kind of captures that Robert Johnson feel, you know. It's uh, it uh Yeah. They did it so and it wasn't pretentious. It was just No, not at all. Yeah. So yeah, I got just, just a wonderful song. 
I agree with two of yours on there. My, I, I think my other three. Mm. Um, <laughs> one of them is on your. <laughs> you got in your bad category. No, you got one in your underrated category. That's Ventilator Blues. Okay, that is such a great song. It is, and not people, not many people think of X. It uh, when people think of Exile Main Street, I think they they don't bring up Ventilator Blues. They so. think they think of the rockers because those are the ones that get the most coverage, that get played live. Everybody loves Rocks Off, etc. But for me, that album is the the slower songs and the sideways songs. Mm. Yeah, I would take all the rockers off it, apart from possibly Tumbling Dice. And the whole thing would be Shine a Light and mm. <laughs> eventually. Tumbling Dice could be off of uh, probably maybe Goat's Head Soup or. Yeah. You know. Um, and another one of my favorites of your underrated is Shattered. Just because this song seems to capture the Stones, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Some people would call it sloppiness, but I don't. I, I just call it raw. Yeah, very. It, it, it almost punk before punk punk happened. It oh just, no, it was punk. It was punk a year <laughs> after punk happened, but let's yeah. not split hairs. It, it uh, no, but they were always like that, right? Yeah, they, I mean it's. It's one of those songs that they probably didn't really think much of, but it ends the album so well. You don't think they thought much of it? Um, I I don't think they didn't think much of it, but I don't think they thought very much. They didn't think about it very often. Hmm. Yeah, when Mick and Keith are sitting around playing, yeah, having a drinking game over which of their songs gets mentioned the most by people. Shattered probably keeps them sober for weeks. Mm. Well, my number one song, and I think this is probably one of the best rock and roll songs ever. Uh -oh. And you actually put it on in the bad skip over file, Street Fighting Man. Oh. Why do you hate this song so much? I don't get it. Because it strikes me as very very lazy you thought it was pretentious right so, no no it's not pretentious it's lazy it's like oh we'd better you know there's a lot of people going out on the street protesting we'd better write a song about it well, is how it, it feels i and just you, love the way it was recorded i love the guitar sound the fact mm, that it was acoustic yeah i was I just I love his Jagger's emphasis on words, the way he just sings it. Everything just, I like what I like, and I just, I love it as a song. Yeah, yeah. It's just me. You know, it wasn't up against <laughs> the wall. But it wasn't up against the wall by the airplane or out demons out. So, yeah, as protest songs go, it go, it's fairly low on my list. Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't Jagger in Paris during protests, and it just he kind of. If he was in Paris, he was at the one outside the American Embassy in London. Oh, really? I, yeah. I um, may have been in Paris too. I mean, he gets everywhere. Oh, he is everywhere. Okay, so uh, on your underrated, let's underrated dancing with Mr. D. That's a good one to pick as underrated. That's also an overlooked, and it's a really a a nasty song. Isn't yes. It? <laughs> 
<laughs> and as I wrote, you know, it's funny because that was the summer of Live and Let Die, the James Bond movie, mm. which, you know, the voodoo one. And then the Stones come out, you know, that same summer with Dancing with Mr. D and the two just sort of blend together in my 13-year-old mm. mind. Mm. And, um, yeah, I have a video for Dancing with Mr. D playing in my head, which is actually largely drawn from the Bond movie. You saw that goat head floating in that studio. Oh, I love that picture. I had that picture on my wall for years. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't have been the album cover. It should be every album cover. <laughs> they, should, they should make posters of it and T-shirts and badges. They and hats. A poster. There, was a, there was a poster in that release um, originally. Uh, Through the Lonely Nights. God, I wouldn't have thought of this, but... <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the It's Only Rock and Roll album, but you know, I picked up the single because I always picked up Stone singles. Put on the B side, and it's like, this is better than the rest of the album put together. Hmm. And even now, when I'm really in the mood to hear It's Only Rock and Roll, I play through the Lonely Nights. Hmm. And that makes yeah. up for the rest of the record. It's Only Rock and Roll is a good song. It's a it's a fun song. It is. Yeah. The video was better. True. Let's, let's put on sailor suits and drown in bubbles. <laughs> in that that, I bet you that was Charlie's idea. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I don't think it was Mick Taylor's. He doesn't seem very keen. He doesn't look at all happy, does he? No, he does. <laughs> it's probably why he left the band. You, know, you made me drown in bubbles in a sailor suit. I'm quitting. <laughs> I'll put up with most things, but not that. Okay, so down in the hole is your last one we'll mention as you're underrated. You say you want the blues, here you go. Yeah, it's a fabulous song. And again, it's on Emotional Rescue. So everyone says, oh, it's horrible. And I bet he sings it in a high-pitched voice. Um, but I just think it's one of their most desolate blues. You know what's weird about emotional rescue is I remember being, and this goes for Miss You, um, being in high school and, you know, hear kids say, you know, at the time in the early 80s, oh, emotional rescue, Miss You, all that disco crap that Stones are doing. Oh, really? First of all, I like, like the, the disco slanted crap, but second of all, all the other songs on those albums are completely different yes. thing with emotional rescue is i mean i heard it as a single just before the album came out and i wasn't impressed and then a couple of nights later i was at a club and the dj played it loud on yeah. the dance floor with the bass turned up full and it was like oh my god this is brilliant and um yeah i've loved that ever since and down in the hole uh down in the hole is kind of like um, doesn't get played at discos no but it's something that could have been in the early 70s it could have been on um exile on main street yeah, one of the loud songs right right um okay so we'll get to the bad ah the bad obviously all of which I well, actually no, I was going to say all of which I like, but actually I I did find ones I don't like. I happen to agree with all of them except for um, 
your favorite song of all time. Well, they're not really, when I say bad to me, like you said, they're my least favorites. Um, I probably, I just don't have the, I'm not, I'm not thinking to myself, let me listen to that song or no, uh, the case to start me up. Let me listen to that song again. Uh, in fairness, all of these songs are going to be somebody's favorite. And yeah. I apologize to all of them apart from Pat. <laughs> I don't apologize to him for anything, but everybody well, else, I'm sorry. We know. No, for I, fact. Yeah, I'm my favorites anyway. Sing this all together. See what happens. Love the first version. Thought the jam at the end was just a complete waste of space. Isn't that most people? Most people would agree with that, right? I'm sure. Uh, it's going to be revolution number nine, even though. It kind of is their revolution number nine, is that I'd never thought of that because I like revolution yeah. number nine, but. It's their attempt at revolution number nine. To be experimental and weird. I know Keith Richards hates this album. Yeah. For songs like this. Because <laughs> the good songs on there, I mean, most of that album. Rainbow. Most of the album are wonderful songs, but yeah. that one is just, mm, I think we ran out of ideas, boys. This, or, I mean, you could say maybe it's a headphone song, but then you might fall asleep while listening. Yeah, to but it. it was mixed in mono. <laughs> True. But still, you can put on the headphones. Yeah, um, okay. Here's, okay, if you can't rock me, this is one of, I think we spoke about this before. I get so sick of bands like are you gonna rock me tonight let's rock yeah let's rock, so it do I. rock and roll hoochie coo and I mean, we, it's just like we had the plumber over the other day and it's like i was sort of hovering around to see if he'd sing songs about plumbing <laughs> um doesn't like singing about your profession but yeah yeah, which is which is great if you do something like you know you're working on a coal, working down a coal mine, or you're working on the railroad, those sort of things. Yeah, I can understand you singing about that. Granted, a good song if you can't rock me, but you know, <sighs> I just I, I I you know. And as I said in the piece, you know, it's like the Stones come out. You know, if you can't rock me, it's like yeah, we're the ones who paid the money. You're meant to be rocking us. Next it's one of my song. least favorite songs. Rock and a hard place. Um, it's just the same, you know, rock. Yeah, but I think they're using rock and a hard place in the context of the, oh, you're caught between a rock and a hard place, meaning <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a very nasty situation. <laughs> yeah, but it just feels like there's that word rock. It's again. using the word rock does, yeah, it is a black yeah, and then, you know, them. Maybe it was Ted Nugent that finally turned me off to it because – Every Nugent song is rock this, rock this, rock that. You 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 listen to Ted Nugent. Hmm. Well, you couldn't help it. It was on the radio in classic rock stations, right? How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Okay, well, maybe not Ted Nugent. All the bands, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, all everybody boogie, does all it. All those boogie rock bands from Richard yeah. down. Well, I guess, you know, it's it's easier than trying to think of something else to write about. I'm gonna rock you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna rock you. I mean, it could, I mean, it could be a euphemism. Yeah, I, yeah, which is what I think it is here. Yeah, I'm gonna poke you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, here's one that I just, you know, I like the song, but how many times, you know, can I hear that simple 
rhythm start me up i hated it the moment i heard it and it never got better it's well, another one you heard the reggae song version i like the reggae version but and that's why no i hadn't heard the reggae version at the time i mean that yeah. was you know this came out it was their new single and it was like if i i, I called street fighting man lazy but this was somnambulant <laughs> yeah, are you going to get up and make a record no well then i agree with your next one too the number one most skippable song little tna <laughs> um yeah. and then, uh i just and i love keith he's probably mm, my favorite yeah one. um but this just uh i don't care what it's about i just sort of like snooze <laughs> And yeah, I mean, I say in the piece, it's like the album was made up of outtakes, and yeah. I'm sure we all have embarrassing outtakes somewhere. I know I do, but um, they could have, they could have there were other outtakes they could have used. There were a lot of better outtakes. Maybe they were saving those for the bonus tracks forty years later. Yeah, maybe they saw like, oh yeah, vinyl's gonna make a. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, going to go away, and it's going to make a resurgence, and that's when we're going to put out these box sets on CD and vinyl. I, and I do wonder. I wonder also if you know they had the reputation as you know the bad boys, and they they didn't get away with cocksucker blues, but they were fine with Starfucker, and they just thought, okay, let's you know let's push that envelope again, and be really insulting and rude. But then, you know, people always question, is it really TNA? Is it what he's talking about? Well, it, he, actually says, he actually says what it stands for in the songs. So I would hope so. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely not you know, a new car with you know, oh, no, Stone, uh, the Chrysler, tits and all. Coming soon. Stones fans want to protect their, you know, band. You know, so... And I'm sure there's people out there who think that's the best, funniest, um, rockingest song ever. I like your, you think it's about Charlie Watts stealing a prototype car. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's, if it had never been released, we would be wondering forever what it was about. Oh, TNA, oh, that sounds so exotic. Please release TNA for once, we'll start a petition. Please, tequila. little TNA, please. Tequila and apricot. It's a drink. <laughs> it's funny, I don't like apricot. So, yeah, I, I happen to uh, agree with almost all of your skippable ones. Well, that's really disappointing. That's We're going to have to do this again with a, a someone. I'll, I'll replace it with you know, rock and hard place. I, yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Maybe we should do this too again. slick. But you said in this list you weren't counting really anything post. Didn't you say anything post eighty? And you weren't it's counting it's... covers, which you know, again, like the Beatles. If you count, if you put covers in there, I could pick like. Oh yeah, but covers is cheating because they didn't write it, and you know, for the most part, they were young, just starting out. I gotta say, um, the Stones, however, are different than the Beatles. They they do covers pretty well. Yeah, I couldn't really think of any Stones covers I dislike intensely. Go back to you know Carol and you know all those songs in the early days. They did well. Yeah, they all had their moments. 
Right. Um, even better live. It's going to be better live. You look at things the Stones covered in later years, you know, like Imagination and Harlem like Shuffle. Yeah. They're all, they did them all well. They did a fabulous yeah. version of Drift Away, which also didn't get onto It's Only Rock and Roll. But, well, we have another article here. Yeah, it's the best covers by the Rolling Stones. Yes, and then the worst. The worst. I don't know if how about the, the best covers by the Stones and the worst covers of the Stones? Oh, nice. <laughs> I heard one of the worst covers by the Stones. One of my favorite songs, uh, Painted Black by the Stones, was covered by Judas Priest, man. Oh. God, and I like Judas Priest. It was god awful. Okay, just, yeah, I think one I of the worst say. things put to, you know, ever recorded. One I mean, horrible. I'm lucky because I don't expose myself to too many Stones covers because <laughs> invariably I'll be disappointed. So, people, if you ever see the priest painted black, please do yourself a favor and don't listen to it. Yeah, it just, I. It I ruins no the legacy. That's what I hate about covers. If they're done poorly, they ruin the legacy of the original, don't you think? It's like I don't know. I did a piss book. on I did the a, original. I did a book a few years ago, which was all about David Bowie covers. Yeah, you know, the good, the bad, the really bad, the absolutely hideous. And nothing ever came close to spoiling the song for me. Ooh. If it's a good song, it can survive. <clears throat> and, you know, there are some Bowie covers out there that you just want to slam the door in their faces. Well, it's like a movie, right? No one is ever going to make, um, no one's ever going to redo like Casablanca or Gone with the Wind, right? I fell asleep. I mean, they they could try. <laughs> it's not going to do well, right? Oh. Why would you why would you cover some some songs that are just like the best songs written by Bowie? It just doesn't make sense to me. But I, mean, I suppose for the same people that same reason that people do remake classic movies. You know? Yeah, yeah. I have a I have a recurring nightmare that they're gonna do a, a new version of Absolute you, Beginners at some point. I mean, would you I mean people cover Stairway to Heaven? You know, I mean, it's not my favorite <laughs> Zeppelin song. But why would you do it? I just just like Gone with the Wind isn't my favorite, but it's such because it shows it's a tribute and it shows your okay. understanding yeah. and because you haven't oh, got anything you've got history. yeah, you're very in deep with history. Okay. Yeah, and also because you don't have any good ideas of your is own. Is that is that what Judas Priest was thinking when I did Paint It Black? I, I don't know. <laughs> Thing with Painted Black is that is a great song to bang oh, okay. things to. Yeah, well, yeah okay. it's, it's got that beat that you can really, you, you can see, like hitting cars with a sledgehammer to that beat. Yeah, it doesn't have the different musical instruments that made it great. You know, I mean, I think it was the beat. And if you know, if <laughs> I had, if I was in a band and I was going to do a cover or paint it black, it would be purely percussion. Ah, oh, nice. I agree with that. With no lyrics either. It would just be okay. bang, bang, bang. No lyrics. <laughs> lyrics are great. Okay. Right around that note. Okay. One last thing before we go, since you're a prolific author, what is coming out now? 
Um, did you talk? I know we last did a podcast. You spoke about your book, but now there's probably a new book. So please tell no, us. Oh, my my next book I think now I think is the same as it was then, which is the um, an evolving tradition, the story of the child ballads. Oh right, you did in talk rock, about folk, and jazz, and anything else. Well, which... my favorite was the Grunge Diaries. The Grunge Diaries was good, and you're going to love I Hate Old fun. Music. Okay, was, yeah, the uh, Grunge Diaries was fun. Yeah. I, like I, I was there, you know. Uh, I have happy I memories. Wasn't. I have happy memories of writing that book, and which is and, quite good, because usually I can't even remember writing them. And you talk about bands that I had no idea existed because they were playing the clubs, and they yeah. played it. But, and because they didn't wear the right shirt to get on MTV. The right ripped shirt. Well, no, just be the nice. I've been up a tree all day shirt. Um, Jessamine, Hovercraft, The Wasters, uh, classic stuff. Well, thank you. Should, you. you should find all that stuff and we'll just do a podcast of Seattle bands that you should have heard of. I like that. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks, Dave. And uh, Goldmine readers, don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for other content besides the print magazine, which you can find at Barnes and Noble and Books a Million. Um, and right now you can find the latest issue, which has the stones on the cover. It also, has, it also has Kiss, but it has the stones. And we have a Rolling Stones collector's edition of that issue with an eight by 10. It's very collectible as an alternate cover, only 200 made. And that's at shop.goldminemag.com, our goldmine store. You should just right, double with the goat's head on the soup on it. Yeah, well, maybe next time. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> talk to you soon. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.